This is the Leader Technique Podcast. I'm Dr. Jody John, a researcher with experience and background in high-tempo, hazardous operations like wildland firefighting and Antarctic science logistics. I've spent my research career looking into ways that people who are not alpha males navigate leadership, safety, and inclusion in male-dominated work. And I think it's all about technique. Join me in talking about leadership practices, teamwork design, and safety culture. I throw in self-coaching techniques along the way too, because a solid self-coaching practice will get you where you want to go that much faster, especially as you lead. Get podcast notes to your inbox at www.leadertechnique.com. That's leadertechnique, all one word, dot com. Find me on LinkedIn at Jody John. That's J-O-D-Y-J-A-H-N. And I'm on Instagram at leader.technique. Thanks for joining me. Welcome to Leader Technique Episode 8 on Designing Your Crew Culture. This is something I've been fleshing out in my research since 2010. The core elements you need to tie together include crew logistics, secondary purpose, routines, and interaction patterns. By tie together, I mean to truly make sure there's alignment and connection across all of these considerations. This is a super short episode, but it's really important stuff. I recommend journaling out how you'll address these four considerations. Grab those podcast notes as a reference. The first thing to consider is your crew's logistics. By logistics, I'm referring to a few things. One is the realities of your crew staffing. What's the mix of experience levels on your crew? What's the turnover been like in recent years? How does your crew typically work? Do you all work as a single unit all season like a hotshot crew? Or do you split up and rotate across assignments like a helitat crew with multiple helicopters? The reason you need to be aware of these logistics is because your crew's culture is going to develop in response to some of these. If you work all together all season, it's a lot easier to set up a coherent culture and maintain it through daily practices. A consistent, coherent culture is really valuable for setting up inexperienced folks with a chance to develop foundational skills. But if your crew is fragmented with lots of people rotating around at different assignments and in general not all working together, then your culture will also be fragmented with different leaders generating their own subcultures. And that's something to be aware of and to get ahead of if you want those subcultures to carry some consistency across them. If you're leading a subculture within a crew, say you're a lead crew member on a Helitac crew, this is a great opportunity to carve out your own way of doing things while being attentive how the superintendent wants the culture to look. The second thing to consider is that your crew's staffing realities are going to play a huge role in the secondary purpose that you as the leader define for your crew. The primary purpose of your crew is, of course, firefighting using whatever equipment modality, engine, helicopter, hand crew, whatever. Your secondary purpose, though, refers to how you need to design your crew practices and interaction patterns so that your people are set up for success. Success for one crew might refer to getting new members trained up. For another crew, success might mean pushing your experienced folks out of their comfort zone to expand their leadership capacity. So your secondary purpose might be that you're a quote-unquote training crew and your goal is looking for low-stakes opportunities for people to develop foundational skills during low-tempo operational periods. 
On the other hand, your secondary purpose might be that everyone is their own independent resource. We see this on multi-aircraft helitack crews and in smoke jumping. On these crews, everyone needs to be ready to step up, take control of situations, lead people, make decisions, think independently. This sort of secondary purpose allows for a different kind of culture, one that's more competitive, one that puts people in the hot seat to see if they can handle the pressure to make good quality decisions on their own and to not hesitate because they're waiting to be told what to do and to easily delegate to those who outrank them. So the secondary purpose of a team or crew refers to the specific needs you as the leader need to address so that your people are set up to best meet the primary purpose of that crew, like fighting fire using whatever modality. The third consideration is the routines you set up to support your secondary purpose. What are your typical daily practices or what do you want them to be? So practices are things like morning briefing and end of day debriefing. How do you want to structure those practices so you and your group can get the most out of them, the most learning, the most connection, the most mutual trust? I think in a lot of cases, people aren't thinking too deeply about how they structure their routines. But what I'm finding in the deep dive project with Matt Carroll is that the crews that do put a lot of thought into what they want out of their morning briefing and end of day debriefing actually structure them in a way that helps carry the culture forward. There are some crews that structure their end of day debriefing, not just around like, hey, how'd things go today? Let's get out of here. But instead, actually say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna use this end of day debriefing as an important opportunity to bring people's voices into the mix, to um, hear from everybody, to learn from one another, and to help people get comfortable voicing whatever it was that they saw, the questions they have, the insights they had from from that day. And when they do that, when they structure that end of day debriefing intentionally, people get a lot out of that. And it really does make a difference in generating a sense of psychological safety within that group. Fourth is the interaction patterns you want to set up between the people on your team and between them and you. If you have a mix of inexperienced and experienced folks, then you need to design your crew so that the newbies have what they need to safely learn and grow as team members. You can set up informal mentor-mentee interaction patterns between the more and less experienced folks so that the more experienced people get a chance to teach and lead and the less experienced folks are getting the oversight and input they need to build foundational skills. If your crew is one where you have a more competitive culture, you want to set people up to either compete with one another or start interacting as equals. So depending on these four considerations and the kinds of specific needs that you have in your crew and your staffing patterns, then you want to go about defining the values of your crew. Here, you want to be both specific and aligned with your crew's secondary purpose. So for example, if your secondary purpose is teaching and learning, then you'll want to have values around learning being, say, students of fire and mentor-mentee interaction patterns. And you need to that support that idea of being students of fire. And you need to design routines that give people the chance to act out teaching and learning about fire. 
If you want each member to act independently and competently for each to function as an independent resource, then you need values around autonomy, accountability, and resourcefulness. And you need a competitive and you need competitive interaction patterns that force people to think quickly on their feet. So how are you going to design crew routines and everyday processes to give people the opportunities to think on their feet, to be resourceful and accountable, etc.? Design those opportunities into your regular practices to put those values into action. Now, this was a short episode, as I said before, and it's a lot to wrap your head around, but it's so important to spend a good amount of time thinking ahead about these things, especially when you're about to get a crop of new team members. As a supervisor, you're the one with the control to design what you want your culture to look like. And it's not only up to you to design it, you need to set expectations around it. You need to model it and you need to hold people accountable to it every day until it runs smoothly. All right. Thank you for listening. Follow on Instagram at leader.technique. Connect on LinkedIn with me at Jody John. That's J-O-D-Y-J-A-H-N. And sign up for episode notes to your inbox at leadertechnique.com. That's leadertechnique, all one word, spelled normally, dot com. Have a great week.